Good day, and welcome to the Talk It Out podcast. My name is Neil Bailey Harper, and I'm here today with In Focus, searching for some things lost and found. I'm still finding my father's family while choosing to believe in some other things for real and not imagined. The music I'm listening to today all comes from the great Roy Ayers and Roy Ayers' ubiquity, his group. This song is Searching. Hope today finds you well. If not finding you well, you're getting better. I'm going to preach that into existence. You are getting better. So am I. Uh, thank you for listening. This is podcast probably number 382, somewhere well over 350, 60. I kind of keep track of them. I could be a little bit off, but I thank you for listening. Hope you like the podcast. Want to subscribe to it and want to share. Um, okay, I want to talk about a few things today. But first, you know, I got little pet peeves. And um, here's another one. Soap operas. Now, I have watched soap operas. According to my mother before she passed, I was named after someone on a soap opera. Uh, I believe it was a doctor. His real name, the actor's name is Brock Peters. But on, I think it was As the World Turns, he played a doctor named Neil something. Hence, that gave me my name. And I do remember, if I remember correctly... Believing in things real, not imagined. Uh, his character died on the show from a chicken bone getting caught in his throat. Somebody can correct me. We are all people of a certain age. You can tell me and let me know if I'm wrong about that. But that's what I believe. <clears throat> I know I was named after him. The other thing about soap operas that gets me. Um, the woman I'm related to by marriage tapes two of them each day. The Young and the Restless and Bold and the Beautiful. I watch them. Yeah, they're ridiculous, but I watch them. And there's one lady on Bold and the Beautiful which tells me, here's the other thing about soap operas. This is daytime programming. Lots of times it's more ridiculous than the stuff we see at night. But I guess the assumption is that only grown-ups are home in the daytime. Whatever that means. Well, Brooke on The Bold and the Beautiful is fussing with Eric Forster, who's an older gentleman who used to be married to Brooke. And she is telling Eric Foster that the woman in his life now is going to ruin their family. Okay, let me say that again. Brooke is telling her, Eric Foster, the woman that Eric really loves now and has his own relationship with, is going to ruin their family. But then you do a little bit of backstory like I talked about the last time and you realize that Brooke was married to Eric Foster. Now she's married to his son. And... Her daughter's husband or fiance, she actually had a went a go with him. You know, they had a they had a go. So she's talking about this other woman who's going to ruin the family. She's been married to the dad, the son, took her son-in-law, had a go with him. It's funny, but they're rich, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, listen. I got into some more details. I did actually send off and I got a message today. My kit will be here in a day or two from 23andMe. I'm looking for information on my father's family. And you know what? I'm really kind of excited about it. I really am. I'm surprised, but I'm excited about it. Because um, they're going to tell me, well, I guess they're going to give me an, an idea of what region uh, his people lived in. Um, 
where I come from. Now, I've got 11 brothers and siblings. This could give us information that might, well, you know what? Any information it's going to give me is going to enhance what I'm doing. It's going to enhance my life um, one way or the other because I'm at the point where I just want to know. Um, my sons have no history of my family past me and their grandmother who they knew for the first six, seven years of their lives, but nothing on their grandfather's side from a paternal standpoint. So any information I get, I'm ready to deal with it. I'm excited about being able to deal with it. I do know this. And because I have pictures, because I talked with my grandmothers who lived to be 103 years old. I remember everybody when I went to college, um, she was, I believe, 84 and had developed cataracts. So she really couldn't see. And I planned in my mind that, you know, maybe I'm going to lose her, sadly, sometime during my college years. Nah. She lived 20 years after I got out of college. She lived to be 103 years old. And there's a lot of information that I did get from her. Now, my grandmother was a sassy old broad who gave me stuff when she wanted to give it to me, gave me information when she wanted me to have it. So not that I don't believe it, but again, you know, um, I want them to know as much about their father's side of the family as they can. I will say this about my grandmother. Her father was white. He was British. Hence my love for Frank Sinatra. Just joking. But he was British. Um, she is very, very, she was very, very fair-skinned. So two generations down the line, I've got all kinds of stuff in me. So I'm interested to see where my DNA takes me as far as where I come from what region my family grows up in. The other thing that's exciting about this is that it gives you, if I'm correct, percentages of people you could be closely related to. Uh, you know, 80% DNA, 98% DNA. Again, I believe I got another brother somewhere. I was told that by more than one source. Um, I don't know if they're older or younger, but I just want to know. And I really want to know now. So nothing's going to be disappointing to me. Nothing about me finding out who I am, where my family originated or came from, anything about the family tree. None of that is going to be disappointing to me. All of that is going to be information about my life, my backstory that I want to know. And if you're doing this same hunt, guys, let me know. Because I, I, I do understand what I mentioned last time. People don't have to respond to you if you want to reach out to them. That's cool. You can't expect them to. Some, I might not want to respond to somebody too. I doubt it, but I might not. I doubt it. This is also Roy Ayers Ubiquity, My Life in the Sunshine. Getting back to what I'm talking about with things uh, real and not imagined. Um, I'm, I'm a member of my junior high school on Facebook has a page. Robert Vaux Junior High School in Philadelphia. Um, People have been going, it's been open, I would guess, almost 75 years. And, and see, in, in the city, we had, there was no middle schools then. We had elementary school, junior high school, which was 7th, 8th, and ninth grade. Then high school, which was 10th, 11th, and the 12th. 
Well, I was watching the movie last night with the woman I'm related to my marriage. We, we actually began to watch the movie Psycho, the Alfred Hitchcock movie. And it dawned on me that in middle school or junior high school in the 70s, maybe my eighth grade year, my ninth grade year, we actually watched the movie Psycho in the school auditorium. We had a special assembly for maybe ninth graders, maybe eighth graders, it could have been all of us. We had a special assembly in the middle of the day to watch the Alfred Hitchcock movie, Psycho. And I asked, and I posted on the page of uh, Robert Vaux Junior High School, which is, I went to Robert Vaux in so-and-so. I posted on that page, does anybody remember watching that movie with me? Or was I just out of my mind, dreaming it up? And sure enough, five or six people responded to me so far, they said, yeah, we did see that. And their moms were pissed. But that just, I mean, this was in the 70s. We were in junior high school. Can you imagine the uproar of watching a movie like Psycho now in, LM, in junior high school? And how hypocritical that is because everybody's mom or dad who might have a, have a problem with watching that movie presently has got their kids all kinds of video games or anything or, or movies or these superhero movies where people get killed by the dozens, by the thousands sometimes in movies or video games. Remember the big uh, to-do about the video game Grand Theft Auto? How we said that these video games would desensitize our children to violence? We grew up watching Gunsmoke, Bonanza, have gun, will travel. There was a gun in everything we saw on TV. There were 20 times more guns than there were kisses. People weren't making out. People were shooting it out. So all this desensitizing things, it, it kind of, again, goes back to our, our national hypocritical oath that we take where we're concerned about things if we're not making money off of them. If we're making money off of it, then, you know, that concern turns into information. Or we just want to give them knowledge. So that, that kind of threw me off a little bit. This also is Roy Ayers. The song is Running Away. Um, I have caught Roy Ayers maybe five years ago in Blues Alley in Washington, D.C. Really great show. Really great performer. Uh, so, yeah, things like that kind of get me. The other thing that's going on with me right now and some of you guys, a lot of you guys have probably experienced this. So feed me information because I need to know. I'm not going to follow everything you say. I just want to hear how you dealt with it. The women I'm related to by marriage and I are about to become empty nesters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're um, my two sons, both doing extremely well. Have the second one will move into his own apartment on the 1st of October. It'll be just me, the woman I related to by marriage, and our dog, Rosie. That is fun. I'm looking forward to this. It's almost like being back in college, only you got a whole lot more knowledge and a little bit more change. So, what do you do different? 
those of you guys whose kids have gone on to have their own families or their own places, regardless of what, they, what they're doing relationship-wise, they have their own place. And now you find yourself with your own place too. What did you do first? What did you do second? What do you do on a regular basis? I know it's kind of silly to say you can walk around your house in your underwear because you can walk around your house in your underwear anyhow. But you can walk around your house in your underwear all day. You could have guests over without having to put on a different kind of face once your kids walk by. There's so many things. You can, the only restrictions on travel is Rosie. What we do with Rosie. And we won't just do anything with Rosie. So Rosie has to be taken care of. That is something that's in my mind that's kind of fun to deal with. The other thing, being we still, I mean, we can drop in our kids' house anytime. And you guys know this. The way my kids kept our house during some times, I can't wait to go by their place. I've been by one of my son's place several times. And most of the time it's clean. Sometimes it's junky. But I'm looking at it going, you got to clean this up now and, you, and by yourself. So watching that maturation is going to be fun. Watching my kids actually understand that every month you have to do certain things. Every day you have to do certain things because this is yours. And they are embracing the challenge and I am so happy for them in doing so. Hey, one other thing too about... um. When I was talking about uh, finding my father's family, here's some of the things I ran into. Uh, my youngest son, DJ, went to Virginia Wesleyan College. And maybe eight, nine years ago when he was in school, I got a call from DJ about one o'clock in the morning. Now, your kid's away from college. You're really not trying to get a one o'clock call in the morning. You know, before you, but when you just see your, your son's name on the caller ID, your head goes in a lot of different places. The best thing to do is to not do that, just pick up the phone. I picked up the phone and DJ was calling me and he was asking me about my father, um, our family, his heritage. And at one o'clock in the morning, I found out to be a strange question to ask me. I mean, we could, we talk a lot anyhow, but not about that. So I asked him what was going on. It turns out that Detroit was in the company of a young lady that uh, they were enjoying each other's company. And come to find out that she was also from Philadelphia. And she was also from North Philadelphia. I, my family grew up at 21st and Master Street if you know anything about Philadelphia, this young lady grew up at 19th and Oxford Street, which is less than a mile away. The other thing that kind of threw DJ into making the call was finding out that she uh, stayed with a woman named, was raised by someone named Hayes, I believe, which was a name that rang a bell in my family. And her last name was Bailey. My last name is Bailey. She lived less than a mile away from us. Her family was raised less than a mile away from us in North Philadelphia. Um, 
they shared the same last names. I implored my son to maintain a friendship with this young lady, albeit a strictly platonic friendship with this young lady. Because I don't know. I didn't know. I couldn't tell him anything other than walk away. It was one o'clock in the morning. He obviously thought enough of this situation to call me and ask me about it, and I didn't have a real answer for it. My answer was, I don't know, walk away. So having this information in tow, which I, at that point in time, I was in and out about getting it, not sure if I really wanted to know, didn't want to know bad enough. Well, I want to know now. And that might have been the last time my son asked me anything about my father and my father's people. But he ain't got to ask me when I find out. Because I'm going to tell them. I'm looking forward to telling them about this. Um, it's interesting because, again, I believe it takes four to five weeks after you send back your sample DNA before they can actually put your tree together and find information for you. Um, now I'm to the frame of mind, I'm to the point where I said, damn, I wish I'd have done this a lot earlier because that's another four or five weeks I got to wait. But I want to know. And it's, I want to know where the people that share my DNA reside. Where they live, how they live. Do they want to know where I am? Are there relatives that I can still connect with? Are there relatives that still want to connect with me? I want to separate what's real from what's imagined in my head. Regardless of what it is, I don't care if they don't. I'm already dealt with relatives that don't want to, didn't want to know me. That doesn't matter. So that's just the, the, the point, case in point where it goes and it goes there. But you can't stop me from getting the information to a point. And that's what I'm trying to do, get all the information. This again is Rory Ayers. The song is I Am Your Mind. Part two from the Virgin Ubiquity, Ubiquity album. Um, there's a lot of things, guys, walking in the moment, which to me is just everyday life. Just dealing with life day by day. There's a lot of things that we can piece together. Um, a lot of things that at this point in time, I still am doing, still want to do, but I'm also conscious of what I'm leaving. I'm also occasionally have legacy thoughts. Um, the university I, I attended, North Carolina Central University, recently put out a magazine um, with dates from their history, 100 years, being a college university. And someone sent me a page which in, headlined the year 1982, and our homecoming week, I developed, created and developed and started a show for that Monday of homecoming week, and the university has acknowledged that in its history. Uh, the show went for 37 years before I believe they just stopped doing it a year or two ago. 
but you know, I'm just getting messages from people who attended, I attended school with, and people who I didn't attend school with, who are thanking me for starting that, for bringing that to the school, and just to know that is part of what I've done, what I do, it feels really good. I'll be honest, it feels really good. Um, I never gave the school a whole lot of money after I left, partly because I didn't want to, partly because I didn't have a lot to give. Um, but I also thought I gave the school something while I was there. And the only years that we could not make money off of this show were the years that I was in school, the first three years that I developed it. After that, they were able to charge for the school, so it did help the choral, uh, the choir program, and help the music department. And in my mind, the way I saw it, that was me donating. So, but it was nice to see, just to see that. And know that that's going to be there. And was there for anybody who went to school in that for 35 homecomings, 37 homecomings. Everybody saw that information. Everybody remembered that show. And that feels good to me. Um, so, I'm not thinking about things I've done, though. I'm appreciative of things I've done. I, I offer anyone who has a, I don't know, who gets stuck in the middle sometimes on where you are and what you're trying to do. I, I've said this to my kids and I do it for myself. Do the left hand, right hand list, the left side, right side column. What have you done? What are you doing? Not what do you want to do? What are you doing? And what have you done? Because you find out in what you've done, you shock yourself with pleasantly surprise yourself with the things that you've accomplished, with the things that you've been a part of. And with the what are you doing side, there's no need to say what you want to do because all that's going to be defined in what you're doing now. You know, it's just a little thing I try to do from time to time to keep me grounded, keep me motivated. And, and actually to pat myself on the back occasionally. We can all do that. You can pat yourself on the back because at this point in time, firstly, if you're of a certain age, be blessed because you are of a certain age. And getting older. And there's nothing wrong with that. And when you're getting older and you're blessed with the circumstance of raising children and having your children now move on to take care of themselves, so your nest becomes your nest again. There's little things that I'm sure I'll do and we'll do that we've done before, but it's just a space of time where you have, where you think you have to do things differently. I don't know if you did or not, but I thought I did, so I did it. And I'm happy the way I did it because there's no, no reason or anything that would make me change what I've done. Make me change my circumstance over the last 35, 30 years. Okay? Um, my boys are now men. And they, they're going to live like men. And we're going to be right there to share a time with them. But we'll all have our own space. Isn't that fun? <laughs> hey, listen. Life is good. I hope you're having a good day. I hope you find, uh, you know, and again, when I'm talking about things real or imagined, 
the only thing that, well, not the only thing, but one of the things I want to uh, influence my children on is to find truth. Believe in something real. See, I believe a lot of times we get so much information now that it makes us seem that nothing's relevant. Why should we care about anything? Because it could be this or it could be that. No, 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 it couldn't. Some things are this and some things are not this. Some things are that and some things are not that. There is right and wrong. There is truth and lies. There is no ambiguity in that. Some things are black and white. In color. In substance. Okay? And we need to believe in that. So we didn't get so we don't get caught up in everything being whatever it is. That's just not the way life is. That's not acceptable. Tell the truth. No right from wrong. Good from bad. Makes everything go better for me. Hey, listen. If you're searching, I will keep you in again. I'm gonna do weekly updates on what's going on with my uh, family situation. If anybody knows me, or think you know me, or think you know anybody in the Bailey family originating in Georgia, um, Detroit Bailey was my father's name, hit me up. Talk to me about it. I want to talk to you about it because this is the Talk It Out podcast. Searching for some things lost and found. Yeah. Um, I'm still finding my father's family while I'm also choosing to believe in some other things for real and not imagined. Have a blessed and wonderful day, everybody. I'll talk to you soon.